Welcome to Lucky Boys Podcast. I'm Will. And I'm Norm. And we have a very special guest here today, Stephen He. Thank you, guys. Thank you for coming in today. A pleasure, absolutely. I Thanks think you're the me. very first YouTube you celebrity that we have here. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, that's so no, great. Fun bros. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun bros. Fun, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, bros. Sorry, bros. Yeah. <laughs> okay, TikTok, TikTok. Let's just TikTok. Enough, fair celebrity. enough, yeah. Or uh, influencer <laughs> or comedian cool. slash actor. Yes. What else What, what uh, else are actor, we missing actor here? Actors, really, I wouldn't go by anything other than actor. Actor. Just, uh, yeah. Well, well, your sketches are interesting. Thank you. Right? Um, we were talking prior to, I guess, going live and you were saying... Uh, you you had a specific strategy where you started out uh, on purpose only on TikTok. Yes. Before you migrated true. over to YouTube. Yeah. Uh, why was that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'll go before that even to the reason I started making making sketches and making content at all, and that is I'm an actor. I'm only I'm 24 years old, so I've entered the industry roughly like a year after studying for for three years in London and two years in New York, and uh, just like six months to not even a year after I officially got my work visa and entered the industry, COVID went, nope, <laughs> nobody's doing nothing. <laughs> Every production's stopping right now. So there's a period of like a month where I, I realized there's not a thing happening in the industry. You know, as an actor, there's nothing I can do. There's no auditions. There's I can't read anything or put on a production anywhere. Um, so I started kind of observing what I could do to, to um, give myself progress as an actor in this weird time. So I started looking at new media and I saw phenomenons around me, which I won't go into too much, but uh, looking at, you know, the numbers of revenue, the way new media is taking a lot of revenue from traditional media in terms of marketing, uh, I just made a prediction that, hey, I believe, and I'm completely fine if I'm wrong, I believe that in five years, a following will become a great asset for an actor. Um, you know, just an actor who isn't really, really famous yet. I believe a following could help uh, in terms of bring leverage to him in his career, both in terms of bringing uh, viewers viewership to like a show or production, um, and in just uh, his own kind of you know this level of notoriety there. Right, it'll help so, book gigs. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Right, basically, so yeah. <laughs> if, <laughs> it's, if it's with the studio or director, and they're willing, and they're looking at getting eyes on the yes. screen or more butts yeah. on the seats right to have the ability to go, say well this guy has a million exactly i, I will be i generate uh, at the moment anyway i generate 30 million views on my own as an individual no no budget no studio no crew no writer no director literally as an individual no cameraman <laughs> i operate the camera while acting how weird you're is that? one man band man yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so at the moment i generate 30 million views a month on average and even if i can just migrate 10%, I could go to a production and say, hey, I will bring you 3 million viewers. That's a 3.0 radio on television. Like, So uh, I, I made that prediction and uh, that's why I started my first video. And, uh, and I, I put 200 hours into studying TikTok and YouTube and all of these social media platforms for me to build that following. Uh, and at the time, it was undoubtable that TikTok's um, organic reach is far superior than YouTube. Far, far superior. We're talking like 50 times more superior. How is that? Why, and how and why is that? Oh, very simply, because of the function of the For You page. So uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, the average YouTube video is roughly 10 to 12 minutes long. Let's call it 10 minutes long. The average TikTok video is roughly 
it's like nine seconds to 15 seconds. That's the statistical um, average. So if you just look at a viewer sitting in front of YouTube for an hour, he will probably watch five, six videos max, right? During that hour of sitting there. But the same viewer sitting for an hour on TikTok can literally go through a hundred channels easily, 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 easily. So that's your difference in organic reach. The reach is far more superior because of how well spread out and how, how much viewers are introduced to new creators. You so know, TikTok, people on TikTok have shorter attention spans. Oh, that's all. Sadly, <laughs> it's completely true. Yeah. And it's funny. I that, made that's, what I, that's what I got from what you just said. <laughs> yes. am, am I a little bit, uh, am I off there or is that? It's true. Ah, it's 100% true. And, okay. uh, and I, that reflects in my content creation as well. I have to work so much harder to make sure that I deliver a laugh every five seconds. I miss five seconds, gone. The viewers scroll to the next video. Oh so my it gosh. absolutely reflects. That's intense. Mm. It is, right? You have to deliver that level of extreme kind of speed of delivering value. Otherwise, they just scroll, scroll, scroll. So essentially, you had to deliver the quickest instant gratification for yeah. the user. Oh, yeah, that's kind of sad. But it or shock good. value. Mm, yeah, shock oh, value. Yeah, shock right. value, educational value, celebrity value, uh, anything you can provide that people want. Uh -huh. um, and to do it extremely well and a lot, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot. So that's uh, what I focused on after kind of learning about how the algorithm works, retention works. Um, I focused on creating content that delivered laughs much faster than my peers. And uh, I do comedy sketches. So in my uh, scene, um, I would, <laughs> I would look at like, uh, lots of example like uh, Gus Johnson's skits, Trevor Wallace's skits, um, Churley's skits. I'd look at all of them and I'd go, how do I deliver more laughs in the same time? Now, everyone that you just named, are they TikTok comedians? Or oh, no, they're, they're, uh, they're mainly YouTube. They are on TikTok, absolutely. But okay. uh, they're mainly YouTube and they're the top of the field. They're way, way better than me. Comedians uh, and they do sketches? Uh, sketch mainly, yeah. Sketch okay. co uh, comedians on YouTube. Yeah, so I, I did that. I made my first video. <laughs> Absolute shite. Absolutely, nobody watched it. Um, and then I made my second skit, nobody watched it. Then I made my 10th, nobody, 20th, 50th, 100th, nobody watched my 100 first. videos. And yes, yes, no one watched my first 100 videos. The, I, I exaggerate when I say no one, it's more like a couple 20 hundred views, views. Okay. 100 views. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's just rewind there. Yeah. 20, 100 videos on TikTok. Yes. It was more than 100 as well. 20 <laughs> average views, 20 per video. It's bigger than 20. I'd say 100 to like two, 300. Average. Yes. And that did nothing. That, that no followers, no nothing. Small mm. potatoes. Right? Small potatoes, yeah. Uh, and then I went on. And I remember I made a pretty good video on my 120th. I remember it so well. In fact, you guys, I'll give you the footage to put on screen right now. Uh, it was a video where I mixed... I mixed the Sherlock Holmes slow-mo uh, combat style. Do you know the one with uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Yes, yeah. yeah, that scene. I mixed that with my mom throwing a slipper at me. So it's like, <laughs> she throws okay. a slipper and it goes in slow-mo. I was like, oh, the slipper is flying at 50 meters per second towards my head, three degrees, turn your angle to the... So, you know, I, I did that video. Oh, so you played off like the Asian maths, maths yeah, the, stereotype. Yeah, the math thing, like, like calculating the, yeah. the physics mm -hmm. trajectory behind gotcha. the slipper. Uh, that video did well for the first time I crossed a million views on one video. And then I followed up the next one, my 121st video, uh, with an even better skit of the exact same kind of uh, style. And that did well, good as well. And then it's back to shy. <laughs> Back to nothing for another hundred videos.
Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. So yeah, it was a solid at least at least 180 failed videos that nobody watched. And what what is the time frame of those 180 videos that uh, you posted? Oh, it would range back when I only did TikTok. That was this was before I started doing YouTube. Um, a video would range from like 15 seconds long all the way to an extremely produced video like the slipper video which took ages to film ages if you go on my tiktok channel you'll see the the um uh, attempts the <laughs> i forgot how many times i tried it the, the stunt was difficult right because i had my girlfriend behind the camera to throw the slipper and i was back facing so i couldn't see i was facing the other way i had to jump swirl in the air and kick the slipper that she had thrown that took i remember the entire afternoon just doing it again and again and again because i kept missing the slipper uh, so it goes from like a tiny video that that maybe takes an hour to produce all the way to that which took well over 20 hours to produce from the writing to the to the uh, cinematography design to the uh, choreography of the physical actions it was an action scene um to just straight up trying that bloody slipper so many times and then editing it myself putting the voiceover in. Yeah, so it ranged a lot uh, before I did YouTube. At what point did you go, let me go bring my talents over to YouTube right. as well? Uh, so the original strategy was I'll build 1 million followers on TikTok, then I'll migrate okay. for the sake of using TikTok's uh, uh, superior organic reach. Because I know YouTube, although it is the, is the best content creation platform, no doubt, is absolutely the best. But because of how ridiculously um, competitive it is and and kind of saturated you know what i mean because uh, youtube uh, we all know have 500 hours of video uploaded each minute so you're competing with ridiculous amounts of content um so my, yeah my decision was i'll build 1 million on tiktok and then i'll try and bring as many as i can which uh, i brought about a hundred thousand about 10 percent over to youtube um and so you did hit a million on tiktok yes i hit a million first and then i started how long did it take you to do that Oh, that took... TikTok was, was way easier because of its reach, but it still took me like seven, eight months, I think. Se what? That's fast. Yeah, do you think so? It's not that fast if you compare seven, it to... Seven, eight months, one million? That's fast. Yeah. I've seen accounts do mad things. Like, we're talking about one video getting them a million followers. It's oh, really? Wow, wow. Yeah. TikTok is that... Yeah. The reach, my, you won't believe how good the reach is. It's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Today in, in uh, what's it now? It's, it's August 2021. Today, it's not as strong as it was a year ago, mm -hmm. um, but still way, way superior, way superior. Yeah, uh, I went onto YouTube and I remember I started building YouTube, building YouTube. And that's when the content style changed a lot, going from very variable videos from short to long to settling into like a comfortable two minutes or so uh, time frame and uh, and then my my video creation kind of uh, operations were stabilized i knew i'll take two hours to write the script i'll take half an hour to set up the the cinematography and stuff um another half hour to do hair and makeup costume and i'll shoot for usually an hour usually my videos last an hour and it's just me there, there's no one behind the camera <laughs> there's no other actor there's no director no scripty it's just me uh in a room by myself or in the public but <laughs> or in the like um the outside by myself and then i would uh, finish i'd pack up and i would edit the video and put it up and that was generally five to eight hours at the time a video would take five to eight hours to from starting writing to finish uh, live on the channel. Uh, yeah, so that I kept grinding at it, and always. Were you posting every day? 
on YouTube? Oh no, I couldn't post every day at that level because I I wouldn't be able to work okay. like that. Um, I posted, I'd say two or three times a week consistently, and they were all skits. I didn't do much of other stuff. I, I started experimenting with reactionary videos later, but it was mainly skits in the beginning. Uh, so I kept grinding at it from video number 122 all the way to video number 220. And 220 is where things got hot, is where, you know, things came. Uh, I on YouTube? On YouTube, yes. And, and YouTube Aren't, success. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Your 220th video? Yes. Was, on YouTube? So uh, no, uh, overall, overall. Overall. Yeah, overall. Okay, so yeah. how many videos in on YouTube? At the time, it should have been like 70, 71, 72. Jeez. Around there. Okay. Uh, on YouTube, that got hot. I remember this this extremely crazy... Um, it's got to be like three weeks where I was featured in trending multiple times. I even made it onto the front page of YouTube once. By the front page of YouTube, I mean if you just... If you go into YouTube without previous history or without an account, if you just type YouTube.com, I pop up. <laughs> now, did that translate to a lot of views and a lot of subscribers? Uh, views, yes. Uh, I was, yeah, I, in my peak, I was getting uh, 1.5 million to 2 million views a day, every day. And that lasted for at least a month. So, you know, I was... Cha-ching! For, for each video. For each new oh, video. Oh, for every day. For every, for every day. day. Yeah. Uh, and I, I remember I was doubling Comedy Central's YouTube channel views. And I was like, yes! I got Comedy Central. I'm going after SNL next. <laughs> SNL's on three and a half million a day average. Gee, how they're... Oh, the celebrities, of course. But right. like, to, to, to challenge them would be very, very difficult. They're also, they're also a legacy. Yeah. What they they do, have so. already established a mad yeah. audience. Uh, yeah, so but that must have been surreal for you. It kind of uh, was to kinda... see that you must have, because I mean, I'm I'm just trying to. I mean, you're alone somewhere yes. in the middle of nowhere in Vermont. I was in Vermont, yeah, true. Where yeah. you were telling me earlier that your closest neighbor to you, you would have to drive to, yes. see just another human life extremely... form outside of that, those four walls. Right. Yeah, we were in uh, uh, the mountains, like we were we were quite remote, and there's no one nearby, and because of the quarantine, we didn't really go anywhere. We didn't go to restaurants or cinemas. Uh, so yeah, it was a bit, it's a weird time, really weird, uh, in, in the whole scale of things, being in a pandemic, in this, having the absolute freedom of the mountains, like having great nature around us, that's, I, I very much appreciated that. Did that uh, contribute to your artistry? Uh, I, that's, that's an interesting question. Being I think secluded? It did. I think it did, yeah, because I had, I had, um, access to being able to scream as loud as I wanted to. <laughs> Because no one, I wouldn't bother anyone. No one was so. coming to your rescue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I could just do videos where I scream. There's a video called um, uh, What Other Cryptos Think of Dogecoin. And I screamed so much in that video. If I'll give you the footage to put on screen again. <laughs> I screamed so much in that video that I couldn't possibly do this in New York. You know, my whole block would be like asking me to shut up if I did it in New York. So yeah, it gave me it gave me freedom to do that, um, and it also it also gave me time on my own that I didn't have to like worry about the subway or, or going to places. It did make things easier, but uh, I always kind of made do with um, with what I didn't have. You know, there, there were many many instances where. I didn't have a prop, or I didn't have a scene, or I needed a table, but didn't have a table, or I needed a backboard, like a white whiteboard, and didn't have a whiteboard. I would just 
you know, use a bottle of soy sauce as a gun. <laughs> it's kind of not taking it seriously at all. Uh, and that, I think, is one of the reasons why my content worked is because I don't take it seriously. Yeah. If I don't have a prob, at script, we'll, we'll use like a banana, you know? <laughs> now, how, yeah. how did you do that? How did what you, you mean? How do you make 120 videos yeah. with very little views and not get discouraged and just have, continue to have faith and, and believe that you will hit that 1 million mark. Oh, because I understood the algorithm. I understood kind of the game. Oh, actually, this is a good time to go into that. Um, what makes a successful YouTube channel successful? And it was because of those 200 hours I put into studying the algorithm and a lot of successful channels that I, I learned this. Um, it is, it's the holy grail to being you know successful on YouTube. And I'll tell you right now, uh, it's to provide wanted value consistently those three pillars right there by the way this is not my words this is the words of the dozens of channels i studied i didn't make this up um the three pillars is wanted number one most difficult one in my opinion value number two and number three is consistently and i'll go through that uh, it is absolutely the holy grail every channel that's ever been successful has completed that and every channel that completes that will inevitably be successful it's the holy grail so uh the the first pillar wanted that's very simple it means wanted but to execute it's bloody hard for me right now i'm in a very heavy dip where i lost 80 percent of my views compared to about three months ago literally lost 80 percent of my views it's a devastating hit to me because of a uh, shift in the algorithm in the algorithm yeah true but i also take the responsibility on my own to say that the content that I'm making now, this week, last week, and the way before, are no longer good enough or, or satisfying enough to earn the three minutes. Yeah, yeah are no longer um, good enough to earn the three minutes of my viewers' time, and I have to work on that wanted thing. The thing that the kind of skits or the characters that I've created that satisfied my audience no longer do. So I have to find the next thing that satisfies that wanted pillar. And this will this will have to go through many, many, many failed videos to find the next one that just hits and my audience goes, oh, I love that, I wanna see more of that. So the wanted pillar is perhaps the most difficult. For me, it's absolutely the most difficult. Um, some other examples of that being, uh, very simply, if like Apple releases a new iPhone, a wanted kind of type of value would be, how to set up your new iPhone or tips and tricks for the iPhone 54, whatever it is. Uh, you know, p things that people actively want to see. Uh, that's the first pillar. And the second pillar is value. This one is simply, do you provide the value? If you're a comedy channel, do you provide funny enough content to make people laugh? And you won't believe the amount of channels that fail at that. You know, it just isn't funny enough, including my first 220 videos. It failed. It's not funny enough to deliver that value. If you're a tech channel, if you make a video, uh, tips and tricks for the iPhone 13, but you don't actually give anything of value, then you fail that pillar. So that's pillar number two. And the pillar number three is the simplest consistently. You have to be able to do the first two again and again and again, week and week and week. When you say consistently, yeah. are you saying do videos consistently or hit the first two pillars consistently hit the first two pillars absolutely you okay. have to provide so it doesn't matter how many times you upload a video uh no it doesn't you can upload five times a day versus once a month like mark rober mm -hmm. and mark rober averages 17 million views a video uploading 12 videos a year once a month so that doesn't really matter the the important thing is that you deliver wanted first value 
and just do it a lot. Let's go back to the yeah. first step. Yeah, yeah. Being wanted or having wanted content. So is that something like what's trending? For example, like you said, the iPhone 13, or if you're talking about... Oh, not necessarily. Uh, I know what you mean. It, yeah. Like trending things that people search for, that like news, like whatever is hot right now, trends. Uh, no, not necessarily, because people want a lot of different value all the time. Everyone wants a laugh. That's absolutely everyone at all times. There is no January, you don't feel like a laugh, you know? December, right. you feel like... it's Everyone wants that at all time. Everyone wants to be entertained at all times. Everyone wants educational when it's fun like fun facts about certain things or uh, or if you're talking about tech reviews then photoshop tutorials that's value people want literally they're searching for it every day you know um so no wanted doesn't have to be in trends i personally i've never ever uh tried to i have tried but i failed <laughs> but i've never depended on trends so it needs yeah. to be a very mainstream want uh right well the, the numbers will reflect so I have this example, it's terrible. <laughs> it's an example of that one thing failing, even if you bring extraordinary value, right? Just imagine if like, I spend the next 20 years doing something <laughs> that nobody cares about. Like I, I trained in dipping cucumbers into Nutella. I spent 20 years mastering, I'm the best in the world at dipping cucumbers <laughs> into Nutella. It's quite an and example. <laughs> so the value there, is world-class. I'm the best. I give the, sorry. <laughs> I'm the best. I give the best value there is, but no one wants it. So I'm not going to get any views because I feel that wanted pillar. Um, yeah. So that, that, that's so important. What was the question you asked me? Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you got me into like Nutella and cucumbers. Yeah. Uh, well, you're, what I'm saying is it, 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 for example, if you deliver this um, want yes, but it's not on a macro scale, like uh, in the yeah, mainstream, like the yeah, yeah. where it's it's a very niche audience. So there's uh -huh. a cap to how many people that would want to see it, but there is a market for it, oh, just absolutely. not a large one. So yeah. does that have an impact? So is it better to just do a niche specific? And I like like last, but then like a more like if you were to drill down a bit further on uh -huh. that and just do like a certain type of laugh that a certain type of people are interested in, right? Yeah. Or for example, or if we talking about um, electronics, yeah. something like that, and we only talking about um, uh, iPhones uh -huh. and cell phones, that's it. And that's in the entire channel is all about phones. <laughs> or if you're talking about, uh, let's say finance, but yeah. you only talk about real estate. Uh -huh. You don't talk about anything else. You don't talk about 401ks, pension funds, and right, or, yeah. uh, stocks or brokerage accounts. All you talk about is uh, mm. real estate. So does that have an impact? Of course, yeah. Your niche. For the better or worse? or uh, It's a choice, uh, to be honest. Does it hurt or does it help? I don't think um, there's significant enough mm, up or down, both ways, up or down, to to make any choice better as in like for example my girlfriend is huge into vintage and through her i've come to watch a few channels that are extremely vintage niche now i'm not particularly interested in vintage and i and i don't think um, a lot of my friends are either so that's a great example of a of a smaller niche uh with less people wanting that value but still having enough to provide them a living if you know what i mean like still having enough to get them to half a million views a video a million views on some of some of the videos um so yeah your niche as long as you rise to the top of it it 
it'll be okay whether it's a big niche or a small niche, I think. Now, yeah. how long does it take YouTube to realize that you're hitting all three? Oh, that's immediate? a good, uh, that's where the algorithm comes in. That's a very good question. That's where the algorithm comes in. Um, because there are, there are two parts. I, I did say, if you successfully hit all three, you will be successful. And that's fact, that, that's completely fact. But the question is how long? And that is when a creator's knowledge of the algorithm kicks in. That's why Mr. Beast is Mr. Beast today. Um, so how long depends on how well you play to the algorithm. Now we're talking about specific, uh, specific metrics, the specific things that the algorithm does. I'll briefly go through how uh, like these kinds of algorithm distributes videos. It operates in a tier system. And I learned this from an actual coder. Uh, it was at TikTok, an actual coder of TikTok. Um, and I, I know it's very similar on YouTube with, with differences, but it's very similar. So uh, the way it distributes videos is it takes every video that's been uploaded and um, it gives them the first tier of distribution. Usually that's like a hundred impressions. They'll put it in front of about a hundred people and they'll see how many people click on it. They'll collect that data, that click-through rate. They'll collect how many people liked it, how many people commented, uh, the percentage that watched through the whole time, retention rate, watch time, and, uh, and uh, sh the rate of sharing. Did anyone share it with their friend? Did anyone copy the link? Uh, they'll, cl they'll collect all of these things called metrics and they'll take the entire tier one and pit them against each other the best performing videos rise to tier two. Now tier two could be a thousand impressions or 2000 impressions. Same thing, they collect all the metrics, they pit them against each other and you know, this is how the pyramid gets smaller and smaller. And that's how a video becomes viral. And oh. there's a, a randomization of the content. So the topics are very diverse and they're pitted against each other. So it's not everything. the same. Oh, so it's everything. not the same. So it's everything. So it's not the yeah. similar topics pitted against each other. I believe it's everything. Mm -hmm. it, it has to be, yeah, it has to be like, every finance video pitted against educational videos, against comedy videos, against mm -hmm. sports videos, um, the best performing get to the next tier. Uh, and oh, I'll introduce another thing as well. That's a hidden metric that is, is difficult to pin because YouTube or TikTok don't ever tell you this. This is kind of embedded in the algorithm. It's called account authority. Uh, and account authority very simply means how many tiers you skip. So when I upload a video, it doesn't go to tier one or tier two or tier three. It goes right up to around half a million views. And then it pits against that uh, tier to get onto the million, to two million, to three million, to 10 million. And so account authority is something that takes a long time to build up and very, very, very difficult to maintain. Because one poor performing video, bang, you're back down to the 100K views again. Yeah. Oh, they, so they send you back to the minor leagues. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like mm -hmm. that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the speed at which a, a channel that completes all three gets to their success, whether that's monetary success or, or views or subscribers, depends on their knowledge and their operation around the algorithm, how well they compete. Yeah, but they will get there anyway because humans um, don't care about these metrics. Humans only care about, I like this video, I like this creator. So over time it will build, but if you have that advantage of being very technical and knowing the algorithm well, then you have the advantage of going there quicker. How well you understand the algorithm and human psychology <clears throat> and you yourself, <laughs> are you able to translate that into a video? Into how to make my video to optimize, yeah, my click to rate, my, my, uh, and that's why Mr. Rate. Beast is Mr. Beast. Yes, holy shit. He completely Mr. figured Beast it out and has, mastered it. He has teams that just make a thumbnail 
and he has another team that just writes a title. That is how advanced he is. He's way better than any of us in terms of dealing with the algorithm. He's so wait, so that plays into the algorithm, the thumbnail and the title? Oh, absolutely. That's the reason people click on videos. It, it single-handedly decides your click-through rate. It's single-handedly. And even if you're a creator that is known and well-loved, still, if you, if you don't have a good thumbnail and, and, uh, and uh, what's it called? Title. title. Um, half or 90% of your subscribers won't click on that video because they'll be distracted by Something compilations of epic fails. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, Mr. Beast, I know that he's openly said it, that he has people that literally just sit there and think of titles and sit there and design uh, thumbnails in order to beat the algorithm. So yeah. a lot of these things people don't think is important is actually it's the, super important. It's kind of like the deciding factor of whether or not a video gets there. Yeah. Because I, I heard people say like, oh, no, that's not a big deal. Whatever it is, what it is. Um, it, why does that even matter? Because I've actually seen, I think it was a finance channel. And it's yeah. just a screenshot of the guy right, in yeah. front of a table. And that's yeah. his, but he gets millions and millions of views. Oh, fair enough. Well, he's doing that successfully. Then he's mm -hmm. providing wanted. And I presume his value is extremely good. Either mm -hmm. he's skilled. Well, yeah, he's, he's like a tax accountant. He gives a tax uh, so advice. He, so his value is probably. I, I, I know who you're, he's an Asian yeah, dude. He's Asian dude, yeah, yeah. I knew it, yeah, because I saw the same thing. What, yeah. I think he started blowing up when. Um, and his videos are so long. When, when, <laughs> oh, when, yeah, yeah. When all of the, what was that? Uh, the unemployment mm -hmm. started coming oh, okay. out. Okay. And people were trying to figure out what kind of refund they were getting yeah. and, and, and also he, a lot of it. he banked so he, on that one he got that need. market where people yeah. were trying to understand or just, they just need an, a, a, someone who can intelligently right. and simply put beautiful yeah how much money i'm getting yeah do i fall into this category do right. i make too much do i make too little like yeah. how do i qualify yeah and when am i going to get it and he was pumping out those videos and then i ended up doing that on my search and then next thing you know he started coming on my videos like my recommended non-stop yeah, yeah. non-stop right that's competition coming in but you see he's absolutely banged all three pillars wanted fuck yeah like the most searched thing probably on youtube at the time value he was a specialist who gave value that was true that was knowledgeable that was sometimes hard to get so he banged that as well and on top of that I bet he did it consistently every day or every week so yeah no doubt of course he but he didn't have the thumbnail that's an interesting point. To Norm's point. point. He didn't yeah, have the thumbnail. That's an interesting point. So right. it seems like it It's prevails. like, uh, I, I guess it's looking at different metrics. I mean, uh -huh. yeah, it's the thumbnail is one but part of the But you know what? Metric, Actually, he, maybe he did have the thumbnail. Think about this. Uh -huh. You see an Asian guy yeah, giving yeah. financial advice. And you're like, I trust he's that. He's an accountant, <laughs> right? Oh, fuck. I trust and, his and face. And on top of yeah. that, though, he's not an Asian guy that's dressed in a t-shirt like me he oh, doesn't look like me looking. He, yeah. yeah he's a college shirt tie got Shoot, the whole and tie, his yeah. hair's gelled yeah you know I, I you know so I, I would go I remember looking at him going yeah this guy knows looks I, like I, he I knows would listen to him I trust him talking about our, my finances yeah I so I think yeah. I think for that subject matter the thumbnail could work I mean sometimes right. keeping it simple is the move that's very true. Yeah, sometimes it's better to just do nothing and just right. put a screenshot up there. If I'm looking for something funny uh -huh. and he pops up and he's just in a suit and he looks like that, and I'm, I'm I probably would ignore it and just keep scrolling. Yeah, yeah, different topic. Yeah, different topics would kind of warrant different um, needs for thumbnail and stuff. Yeah, but he's he's banged it. I have no doubt he has. I I 
believe I know the exact person you're talking about. See, it's funny that we all do that. True, yeah. True. I guess we've been searching for the same so, thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that, but it, it's it's YouTube. They just kind of know eventually like uh-huh. who to put. And that, that makes a lot of sense now that what you mentioned, what you mentioned. And now yeah. that we kind of shared that, we all know who we're talking about. We don't know his name. Right, yeah. But we all have an idea of what he looks like. Uh-huh. And his brand, funny. right? So we that's know his brand, brand yeah. yeah. His brand? Yeah, yeah, his brand. Yeah, my God. Yeah, anyway, so that's like how to how to get viral on YouTube. Um, but yeah, just stick with the golden grail. If you hit all three, you will be successful. There, there's no But then how long would that take? So you hit all yeah. three, yeah. but your videos still aren't getting the level of attention that you want. Uh-huh. And I've heard people say, hey, I put out videos <clears throat> and I didn't think it was a big dot deal. And it was basically no one even paid attention to it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I wake up, I got... 50,000 views overnight yeah. and I'm like what the heck I got a thousand new subs like what the hell just happened nice, six months yeah. later that does happen like that so I, why is that that's I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction it is not based on facts at all I could be completely wrong but I, I think there's a level of human intervention in YouTube there I, I think um, YouTube obviously has human moderators that look at stuff and, and look at community guidelines and things like that and uh, it could very very possible that they have people that decide if a content is good or not to push to other people. Um, because I, I don't think they would let the algorithm or a machine decides what goes on the front page, what goes on trending. I think they have to go to those through like humanize. A, like a human review. Like a moderator. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's a complete guess and I'm in the dark here. I've never gotten official information. But it could be that somebody on at YouTube, a human at YouTube has noticed it and kind of told the algorithm, this person is worth putting in front of people. Uh, that's just a guess. Yeah, that's just a guess. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Because at times we have uh, where I, the artificial intelligence or the algorithm, for whatever reason, yeah. looks at our video as inappropriate a lot of the times. Yeah, that's weird. Um, well, they just pick up certain, because sometimes we have guests and they end up saying a lot of like curse words. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but it's in the form of comedy or in the form right. of just making uh, emphasis. Yeah. And I think YouTube picked up on that and they go, oh, this um, video is not appropriate. Therefore, it will not be monetized. Right. right? Yeah. That happens, and it'll yeah. be uh, limited ads and, and whatnot. Mm. And it'll probably be limited shares. So then we challenge it. And then it's, they go, oh, it's been reviewed by human eyes. Uh-huh and by actual person and it's all good you're good yeah. to go yeah the the, the machine itself does that yeah they actually did you know that the algorithm goes into your video as well to look at every frame every pixel and every audio coming out of it it can it can decipher what we say from audio into my subconscious to the front yeah and sometimes when we put out a video i do see that the thumbnail that they suggest because youtube gives you those three thumbnails you can choose right, from, right? True, yeah, the yeah. auto generated one and they just capture a frame uh-huh, yeah. within um the video itself yeah. and a few times it made me raise an eyebrow and go how the fuck is does this thumbnail match so perfectly with it's like they just the content that knew. we were discussing yeah yeah and the reaction like <gasps> or 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 the face like just scruffled like oh <laughs> and, right. and it's like how did youtube know my face yeah to yeah. put that right <laughs> norm you, does that trip you out i i actually think the three main thumbnails that they select is yeah. from the front 
the middle and the end of the video. Oh, like randomly, not yeah. choosing. Oh, yeah, really? I honestly think yeah. that's the case. But that's because I've actually searched for those screenshots and they are usually in the front. The, the first one is in the front. The, okay. the second one's in the middle and the third one's at okay, the end. That could be it. You know? And I, I, I may be looking too much into it. <laughs> like I say, it was in the yeah. back of my head, but when you did, when you said that, it, it just kind of popped in my head. But, I was like, uh, wait a minute. But, uh, is it deciphering? You know, when you said free, I was yeah. like, is it doing that? Yeah, I wouldn't I, rule that out. I, I didn't know that the algorithm is actually it doing absolutely that. absolutely does. Yeah. If so, you, if you, there's a proof. You can just click the CC button and YouTube will automatically generate captions which is just proof it knows what we're saying without needing to, mm -hmm. you know, us to tell it what we're saying. And yes, it does go into the audio, to the visual, to every frame. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what it does. It may look for inappropriate stuff. I know if, uh, it looks for um, like violence, it looks for mistreating children, it looks for like gore and things like that. Yeah, so, or yeah. even bad language. Like there's a lot of comments yes, yeah. that come in when, when people strongly disagree with either us or a guest or they feel Oh, yeah. um, compelled to say something uh -huh. uh, let's say racist yeah. even it especially that that immediately youtube just washes it out right it was one there's one video we had i don't know if someone shared it to uh -huh. a a supremacist website or whatever oh like my some God. some form this, yeah i i de it definitely got shared in a, a racist group or Jeez. that didn't like what we were talking okay. about in yeah. terms of like i think we had a guest on we we're talking about equality and uh -huh and share power all that um inclusivity and and um diversity and it got to a group and they just kind of bombed it Jesus. and i was just like holy cow and they were like f you and they're saying all this racial yeah, stuff um, and none of those none of those uh comments made it to uh the video oh they were withheld none right they weren't even withheld. They no. just deleted them. We couldn't. We we don't withhold anything. We whatever people put, even if they're trashing us yeah. or trashing whoever, we we leave it there. Like whatever. Like I, under, yeah. I understand that everyone's gonna like me and or, or Norm, and that's uh -huh. okay. I mean, or, that's they or, gotta live with or that. Or just like us, you know. But you know, I, you know it's still engagement. So there's still yeah, comments. Uh, well, kind well, of, yeah. for you, look at it like that. But I I I'm more for my mental health. I, it's it's like I don't I haven't met you yeah. before. I don't know how if you're crazy or if you're uh, racist or you yeah. just don't like the way I look or the way I speak. Uh -huh. And you don't and you may judge me from a different lens because I don't know your background and right. maybe you were taught yeah. that people that speak like me are bad hmm. or unintelligent or or whatever it is. You just can't relate to me and you just don't like me. But you right. keep coming back. It was funny. There's a couple of people there didn't like, but they kept coming back to try to comment. <laughs> on more than one video and they were just Dude, like that is the most I was like, <laughs> backwards thing it's, it's, it's weird make right? any sense yeah it's that, weird actually, that, that, that's a good point that's one of the things um uh that really surprised me do you with, get that bro where people bruh. hate you but then there'll be that same person that'll like be clicking through several of your videos trying to comment bruh, on the them. amount of haters i have or troll let's actually let's speak about that for a second it's a very interesting topic yeah um if you look at like most unexpected things that came from fame on youtube uh hate is probably number one hate is you the amount of hate that makes no sense as well people taking out hours of their time to hate on me for <laughs> what the fuck reason like so okay here's here's an example this is the one that that was like all right fine i'm, I'm handing off my contacts i'm not i'm giving it to my manager i'm not looking at these things anymore <laughs> uh it was the, one guy he he went as far as to find my personal email and then create an entirely new Gmail called killyourselfsteven at gmail.com. And wow. he wrote like 
paragraphs upon paragraphs of telling me to just die. <laughs> just that's insane. So why the amount like, of well, time? Well, time well, what did you had. do to trigger that reaction? Like I'm, I did, I'm more no, interested that, in that. That was not because of what I did. It's because he needed to hate on someone. And and just to give you a scale, that was the third one that week. I get this way, way more often. So than this you is think. normal. This, yeah, like, this we is get normal. we get hate. Yeah. But it's it's not like that's pretty direct that, that's yeah. a lot of energy to he to made an attempt there. to contact me so this guy went i need to clear my afternoon <laughs> clear my five o'clock appointment because i got some serious work to do <laughs> he created an entire account and everything so it's yeah it's these people that they're not necessarily disagreeing with anything you say but they just need to hate on someone you know, they open up their computer and go, who am I going to hate on today? Is it going to be you or you? You know what? I'm going to hate on you. So, so you're saying it's a, it's a, like, they're just people that are miserable. Yeah. Miserable people that needs to hate on someone. And I happen to be the guy that they hated on that day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And that, that's. Is it, is it consistent? Like it's coming from the same person over and over again? Sort of like a stalker? Hundreds. No, I get hundreds of these, oh, man. Wow. Hundreds upon hundreds. Of, I, I get like 2,000 comments a video. Um, and I make a video a week, so hundreds and hundreds of comments that are extremely hateful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does it did, does it get to you? It did. It that was that was the one that I was like, shit, man, I, I don't want to see this anymore. They yeah. have direct access to my eyes. You know, I, I look at my email anytime an email comes in. Right. So um, I was like, I need to do something about this, and um, I, I said to my manager would you guys kind of take over my inbounds so all the emails that come in would you look at it for me i don't want to look at it anymore and they were they were kind enough to do that for me and uh, since then it's been a lot better only places i kind of get hey really is uh, is comments i do answer a lot of comments i spend a couple of hours a day answering it yeah oh you do yeah like two hours i don't even go there i yeah i, I just you know it's rare that i jump in there like at times if i'm talking to norm uh-huh or I see something interesting, right? And yeah. then I'm like, all right, well, this is an interesting topic and let me just see what people are talking about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I may dip in there for a brief look, but for the most part, I I really make a conscious effort yeah. not yeah. to look. And it's not because I'm not interested in what people have to uh-huh. say. I'm totally interested. Right, yeah. But it's for my mental health. I don't want to get too high. Like, yeah. let's say, because we do get a lot of love. Uh-huh. Um, I know we're on a subject of haters, but yeah. I, we do get a lot of love because we do Beautiful. put out a lot of love. And in return, we do get that um, feedback. But yeah. I don't want to get so high where I get gassed up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, like ego-wise. Yeah, yeah and I'm okay. real careful of that. Like, I like to keep mm. my feet on the ground. And another, uh, another <laughs> yeah, thing I is, like, you. I don't want to get so low where I'm bummed out. Yeah. Where yeah. I'm, I have to um, <clears throat> ask someone... Hey, can you manage my inbox? Right, that was a lot. Yeah, yeah, for for my mental health, and uh-huh. and I understand it comes with the territory, man. If you put yourself in public eye, and you're gonna, especially if you're doing a podcast yeah. or you're doing a bunch of sketches, people uh-huh. are gonna get triggered for whatever reason. They're That's gonna, weird. like I said, we don't know where they come from, yeah. and it maybe could remind you of something, <clears throat> or they may misinterpret something that you said or did, yeah, and internalize it themselves, and they go, "Oh, you motherfucker, the, you're the getting it." The vast majority of that is not because of anything you did; is because they are hateful you know they they just is it the way they are and uh, they needed to hate someone so it's not it's not most of the time it's not what we do it's the people themselves it's now let's let's try to go behind yeah. the psychology of that uh-huh. type of person do you think a person like that is happy with life jesus no i don't see any reason a person like that would uh, a happy person would you know put 
an afternoon of their time into telling a creator to die. But what if that makes them happy? Oh, you mean like, like you see what I mean? Uh, Just like, like a sadomasochist. Like, like or I know, yeah. I know some people. Um, I don't want to say I don't want to go too deep in because then they'll figure out who it is. But I know some people, <laughs> yeah, who would purposely do asshole shit. Yeah, yeah, and they get a kick out of it. Yeah, that that's mm. because of their. They own get a big kick out. Of it. They think it's right. hilarious uh-huh. uh, when they when they. Um, are able to make a joke at the expense of someone else yeah. or put someone else down. Yeah. They, they, they get so much, they feel alive. They feel like, yeah, I'm getting you to fucking respond or I'm yeah. getting, look at you. Like, you know, it doesn't even matter if you're this big YouTuber. And right. I'm talking about like, we're in a setting and ah, I made you react <clears throat> to that bitch. Uh-huh. And, and look at that. Ah, you feel sad because of me. I made you feel something. And yeah. they, and I see the joy in their eyes. I mean, yeah, it's evil, but I see that they get a kick out of it. Uh-huh. If it and they if seem happy. They, didn't, they don't seem remorseful or anything. they like, yeah, yeah, they get like, yay, I if, fucked up your day. Yes. If it's truly light, like if it's lighthearted and if it doesn't mean negativity, then it's uh, sure they're playing, playing a prank or something. But if it's truly they really like to see other people suffer, then that's a hurt person. man. That's a person who who has you know, been forced to deal with uh, abuse and trauma that, that manifested in that way. That's a hurt person. That's not a happy person. Yeah. Hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people. Right. Yeah, yeah. I love that phrase. Yeah. yeah. Hurt mm-hmm. people, hurt people. Happy people make people happy. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So, and they, just like the, you know how they say like, oh, when you see a bully. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the times is because they got bullied themselves. So they're passing yeah, down yeah. their shit to someone else. Like you ever absolutely. see um, this, this, photogram of where like you get a boss that's yelling at i have seen that yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> i have seen the one and then he's getting shitted on the person on top by his yeah. director and then the vp and then the president and then they're all it's a shit chain yeah i i've seen the yeah right. the thing you're talking about and, or um the one i, I love was key and peel oh this great i mean uh, key and peel sketch sketch on um it's just brilliant so many uh-huh. sketches because i know you're into the whole yeah, sketch yeah, thing, but they're great yeah key and peel they had this sketch where there was this bully and he just kept I know the one, you know, I know the one. <laughs> he kept bullying. That was so good. Yeah. And he got joy. And that's what I'm talking. He got so much joy up front when you're watching it. He got yeah. so much joy from bullying the other person. Uh-huh. And then when he went into the car when his parents were picking him up from school, uh-huh. and his parents was uh the father was kind of bullying his Absolutely, kid. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly mm. the one you're talking about, man. That, that yeah. was a funny one. So and that goes back like yeah, they may look happy up front, but that's because yeah. they have to they, there's a deeper rooted issue. That that mm-hmm. happens to be the case. People who enjoy hurting other people are usually dealing with hurt themselves or abuse themselves. That's sad. It is it is very sad. Yeah, that's it is sad. very sad. And uh, they it brings them and that's the way they cope with it. It's to spread more misery. Yeah. I actually that's an interesting um I want to segue onto something that I created. Uh, very much like that. In fact, I joke about it with my audience all the time about it being my therapy. Um, which is so in my 260 skits up till now I've made so many characters and the majority of them failed like no one wanted to watch them but the most successful one is Asian Dad is this character I created that is like a fictional version of myself if I were a father (laughs) and uh and all the inspiration comes from the way I was raised in China as a kid you know like uh, Asian parents always compare you to other children, like facts, facts, <laughs> facts. Yeah, even children and on TV. Exactly, and ninety nine percent is never good enough. Nothing is ever good enough, right? Nothing. Uh, un- unless you make it to the Chinese newspaper. Oh yeah. That's- <laughs> 
That's when they show you off. Yeah. Oh my, they show you off behind your backs all the time. But when, when you see them, they're like, you're shit. You know? yeah. So I took all of that. And uh, it's interesting now that I've kind of westernized and I've spoken to Americans who feel very differently about that whole tiger mom or being harsh on your children. Um, just a very simple example. My mom calls me and tells me I'm fat, like, <laughs> like every week. Out of absolute love, right? She, she's like, you're an actor, you need to look good on camera, mm. you need to look attractive, so you need to lose weight. And I understand that now completely, but like when I tell my American, white American friends, they're like, oh my God, that's harsh. How do you say that to your child? They're hurting their feelings. Um, but so what I've done is I've taken all of those things that, yeah, they do hurt, absolutely. When, when you're being scalded, when you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're, you're not talented enough which I've heard all of those things like. Um, it does kind of hurt a little bit, but I've found a way to twist it into comedy. And uh, many, many comedians do this, right? To, Where to they twist their pain. Yeah, yeah, into comedy, yeah. And I, I made videos of this uh, bigger-than-life character called Asian Dad. I didn't give him a name on purpose because there's that feeling of familiarity where you never really know your friend's dad's name. In my entire childhood, every that's friend so I've ever true. hung out with, you never knew their dad's name. I, I would be like, oh, that's Sean's dad. Mr. something, yeah, or, Mr. Yeah, he, Mr. Mr. Yeah. Chan. Yeah, you yeah. never know their name. Mm -hmm. So I purposely didn't give him a name uh, for that reason. And uh, I, would, I made videos like Asian Parent Punishments where I twisted the reality of that whole Tiger Mom thing into a masterclass. And I thought that was one of the best <laughs> ideas I've ever had in my life, where he would sit down and teach like, <laughs> hello, welcome to, I'm a professional Asian dad, welcome to my uh, failure management course. Here's how you manage your failure with an effective strategy. Um, so yeah, and, and this whole failure thing, which is so funny to me, I romanticize failure now that I've come to understand like success, right? It is, it is many, many failures. So. Yes. Oh my gosh. Right. It's I, I every love person who's been there knows. Because yeah. a lot of us are afraid to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's no reason and, to be. And when you actually embrace failure and you romanticize it, yeah. it, it, it changes the definition that when you look at failure, you go, well, okay, I know that doesn't work. Uh -huh. Let me and how do I do better? Yeah. yeah. How do I do better every yeah. time? So I've built this absolute culture, absolute culture around calling myself failure. <laughs> like my Asian dad character will call uh, young version me failure all the time. Like you get 99 in math, failure. You're, you didn't be, you didn't, uh, be the, first, the best basketball player on the team, failure. You didn't do this, failure. You play the piano piece wrong. Like I, I build an absolute culture out of calling myself failure to the point where like, if you just go in any of my comments, there's, there's dozens of people just saying failure, 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 failure. <laughs> and I find it hilarious. I really love so they that. Jump, they jump in on, they get yeah, it. Yeah, they, mm -hmm. they, they're, uh, but then what about YouTube's algorithm? They're going, oh. I know. <laughs> I have seen You should have said brilliant, <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. amazing. I've legit, you know the way you go into your comments, right? There's a, there's a thing that says held for review. Uh -huh. And they hold comments that they don't show you, they don't publish it. And so many of them just says failure, failure, failure. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> YouTube but, is probably like, poor guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but some of them go through? Oh yeah, many, many of them yeah. will go through. Um, but but because, that's why I wanted to bring up this failure thing. It's because you mentioned you don't want to get a high ego, right? You, want to, you don't want to um, get too high 
on reading comments and people telling you you're brilliant i love you and stuff Mm. um after building that that familiarity with failure and having literally having my entire fan base bully me (laughs) all the time if you see any of my reactionary videos on this uh reddit like they they make memes of me fuck just just being a failure being a disappointment you know is memes like uh steven breathes his dad disappointment (laughs) it's like memes like Thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for the rest of our episodes.